Hello, welcome to Glitter in the Dirt, the podcast, as opposed to Glitter in the Dirt, the other things that I do. (laughs) Michelle here with you today, and uh, today we're going to be talking about magic and mental health. And before we get into any of that, a couple of things. One, uh, if discussions like this trigger you and your current conditions or or feelings, um, then don't listen to this one. Maybe it's not for you. Two, surprise, surprise, I am not a doctor. I am not a mental health professional. So what I'm sharing with you are my experiences, things that have worked for me. I am not saying stop taking your meds and go hug a tree. You got to talk with your doctor and do what you think is right for you. Okay, disclaimer over. Now, that being said, uh, if you follow me on social media and you're listening to this uh, right around the time that I release it, um, I have a visiting dog with me. Sorry about that. Uh, you will know that I am in the middle of an episode. I have bipolar disorder. Um, uh, it is I'm diagnosed with bipolar one disorder, um, which means I get rapid changing cycles. So this is um, what is called a mixed episode, which is. I am rapidly cycling through bouts of depression and um, manic episodes, so very highs and very lows, uh, and it's really tiring. Um, but it's also just part of my, you know, my daily life and my existence. And I go through months where everything's fine, and sometimes it's not. And so I thought, um, you know, I, I believe in sharing the good and sharing the bad, sharing my ups and my downs. I don't want to paint a picture of this ideal life um, that isn't real for people because I think that it's really dangerous, um, especially in the social media world. So I have made myself uh, a giant batch of my favorite uh, mood stabilizing tea. I drink it every day. I'm drinking a little more these days uh, than I might normally. And I've put a few drops in of my spirit lift tincture. If you're one of my Patreon supporters, Um, I think if you're in my $15 range, I shared that recipe a couple of, uh, I think maybe two months ago. For me, it has been a lifesaver. Also, while we're on that, and I talk about how I use herbs um, for my condition, that is paired with um, very specific and very um, mindful lifestyle choices. uh, And the fact that I am fortunate enough to not have to work outside of my home. So I don't take meds is what I'm getting at. And I did that for a while, uh, several years, in fact. And I was like a zombie person. I was not connected to anything. I was not connected to my husband or my children or myself, uh, certainly not nature. Um, It was like um, just going through life on autopilot. And that wasn't a way that I wanted to live. And so my husband and I had a conversation years ago and um, we decided that's not how we wanted to live our life together. He made he made a choice too, which I have to really commend him for. And he said, you know, this might be easier, but it's I'm not spending my life with the woman that I married, and I want to spend my life with that woman. And sorry, I'm gonna cry. It was um such a profound gift of love, and so we have lived our lives now for about at least six years, uh, maybe it's only been five, let's say five years, um, with a lot more ups and downs, but um, I don't take 
any of the medicines that are prescribed for bipolar disorder, which allows me to fully experience the scope of my emotions and my life. And it can be harrowing, but I, I choose to do this. Um, and there are so many different kinds of bipolar disorder. There are, um, I'm very fortunate. I almost never have psychotic episodes, so I'm not in a whole lot of danger. Um, it's just a lot of erratic emotions. So it's not for everybody, but it works for me and it works for us most of the time. (laughs) So uh, back to the actual topic of magic and mental health. So I'm finding as I pay attention and it takes a while to kind of pick up on things. And I think I have to be really mindful about observing what's happening around me. I tend, I get really emotional uh, near full moons. I used to hate the full moon entirely, and now I don't, but I do tend to get um, a little erratic around full moons. And I also seem to tend to have mixed episodes uh, when I, we are near, um, our, our, they, they seem to fall close to Sabbaths. And we happen to have Maybon tomorrow, um, and it will also be a full moon, I think, on Sunday or Monday. So there's all of this energy kind of swirling around. And I attribute it to, well, the moon, you know, I've talked about this before in some of the talks I've done for Facebook Live, and you may know this, that the the term lunatic was indeed, you know, it comes from Luna, which is the moon, uh, that it has been since time immemorial that the moon has evoked um, very strong feelings and often irrational behaviors from people. And my theory is that... um, If the moon can hold sway over the vastness of the ocean, how could it not over us? We are what, like 98% water? So I don't see, it doesn't seem to me to be a far reach that we would be influenced by the cycle of the moon as well. And then being a witch and being in tune with that on a regular basis and really being connected to that, that kind of moon energy, it is, you know, you take the sweet with the sour. So... I think that it's kind of this um, perfect storm of natural energies um, coupling with the fact that I have a chemical imbalance in my brain that has kind of set me off here. So, but here's the thing. I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder before uh, fully recognizing and embracing the fact that I was a witch. And now that I have, I'm, I'm not discrediting the diagnosis Um Sometimes labels are helpful, but I also see the phases that I go through that really um, where I I can see the effects of my my disorder, I can kind of tie them to a very triple goddess kind of energy. Um, And so when I say triple goddess, to me, what comes to mind would be Hecate, Ceridwen, Bridget, but also three goddesses, um, a mother, a maiden, and a crone. So in my mind, I think of Persephone, Demeter, and Hecate. And I go through these phases. Sometimes I go through these phases within a couple of days. Sometimes it can be over the course of months, which is a much gentler experience. But these phases are so natural. And these phases are things that we that just happen in, in nature. And I think that they happen to everybody. I just happen to feel them on a more um, intense level. And what I mean by that is, so in our maiden phase, which I kind of um, liken to Persephone, it's a very um, inquisitive 
stage. Uh, I do a lot of learning. I want to read all the books. I want to listen to all the podcasts. Um, And then that will evolve into the mother stage where I am highly creative. Um, I tend to have really ecstatic energy and my, uh, my sex drive just goes through the roof. And I have a pretty high sex drive most of the time, but in that phase, um, it can spin out of control. Or is just, does it need to be in control? And see, that's where, where I start wondering, um, you know, diagnosis versus um, awareness. Anyway, the final stage being the crone stage, which I liken to our Queen of the Witches, Hecate. Um, and that's a time when my body feels really tired. Um, and it's a time to rest and a time to reflect and kind of soak in what occurred during those previous two phases. And then when I've gotten enough rest, uh, then I, I find myself and I'll go back into that maiden phase. And it's very cyclical, uh, which does line up with the premise of bipolar disorder that does run in cycles. And um, I just, to me, kind of framing it up that way, it all, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it feels more like a gift than an illness. Uh, certainly not always. Um, and in there also, you know, I I don't know that I'm an empath. I think right now it's very fashionable to claim being an empath. I don't necessarily think that's it, but I do feel things very, very deeply. And those feelings um, affect me depending on which one of those three phases that I'm in. So this Mainly right now, I've been in a very mother phase. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting a lot of, um, not so much selfies. I mean, there are pictures of me, but it's been a lot of, um, it's been a bit more sexualized um, because that's how I feel. It's been a bit, I've been very creative. I've been writing a lot, um, which is great. And it's such a good feeling. But then I get a little wobbly and it starts to spin out of control. And Fortunately, uh, you know, that's where the the crone will come in and my inner crone and, and she will kind of shake me, which generally means um, I start crying, but it's it's like a, it's a wake up call and then it's time for me to rest. And so I, I feel like I'm kind of vacillating between those two energies right now, which is pretty normal. And then I had this amazing experience today. I was on a walk. I was walking. Chico, the dog, who's been staying with me this week. He's an awesome companion. Chico, do you want to say hi? Chico. Of course, now that I want him to say something, he doesn't want to. So I was on a walk and I was walking uh, in the park across the street from my house. I have this enormous, beautiful park. And I feel like I know everything in that park. I walk there all the time. But there's this copse of trees, four of them, uh, that I noticed earlier in the week that I had never seen before. Obviously, they were there. And I wanted to go see them, but for whatever reason, um, I didn't. I think I was in a hurry. And today, I hadn't thought. I just kind of put them out of my mind. And then today, I was walking by again, and I stopped. And it was, I didn't hear words, but you know when you've when something is calling you and I just really felt like they wanted me to come and spend time with them. So, and if you um, follow me on Instagram again, that's in my stories. Um, I, I kind of shared the experience. So I walked up to the first tree and the first tree, I actually wrote notes down because hang on, let me get them because I knew I was going to forget. So the first tree and I walked up and I touched it and the feeling that I got was love me. And 
I have a friend who um, does a lot of work with trees and I think before knowing her, I wouldn't have been able to pick up on these as well. So I hugged the tree for a quite, I'm a tree hugger on a regular basis, but this tree really needed love. And so I just poured all the love I could into it and I hugged it and I kissed it and we had a little talk and then I moved on to the next tree and the next tree had this really sprawling root system. You know, those knotty roots that kind of go up and, and into the ground and out and it, uh, that it just called to me and I nestled my feet in there and the tree said ground, which is certainly something that I was in need of. And so I sat there with my feet at the roots of the tree, just kind of being quiet and, and letting go of whatever it is that I needed to let go of taking nothing, only, only giving in these first two trees. And then the third tree was a hip little tree because it said to me, I've got your back. And I found myself leaning against the tree in the sunlight and it had the, this beautiful smooth section of the tree. Um, it was kind of a rough bark tree, but this one section was really smooth and I rested my back against it and I laid my head back and I just let the tree support me and it felt really good. And the fourth tree before I even got to it, just as I was starting to walk to it, I've heard or felt rather, um, come home. It's time to come home. And I have not entirely teased out what that meant. I don't know if it means that I wasn't spending enough time uh, with my magic. I don't know if it's that I haven't been spending enough time in nature. I, I certainly have not spent as much time as I normally do within the last month or two. Uh, but it said, come home. And when I got to that tree, I looked down at the ground and there was this just little hunk of branch that had fallen off. Um, I'm holding it right now. And it fits so perfectly in my hand. I don't use wands generally. I've made them, but I don't use them. But this is magnificent. And then when I looked at it, uh, it has a face and it's this kind of grumpy looking crone face and again if it's it's on my instagram stories if you want to check it out you can totally see the face and although she looks grumpy she feels really sweet and supportive and um i'm so happy that i found her and so she's sitting now here on my desk resting on this uh, amethyst cluster that i have and you know, I found some other things this week on walks. I found a butterfly wing. I found a whole butterfly. Uh, I was enveloped by a swarm of dragonflies. Like, And I thought they were beautiful, but I wasn't really listening. And I think that's one of the things when we talk about magic and mental health, if you really believe in magic and if you really believe in being in tune with nature, we have to listen because um, I really feel like... Something. Uh, I don't know how to frame it up. I don't know if we want to say if um, the goddess or nature or whatever, something was trying to help me all week long, but I was too involved in my episode to see it. And I see it today. And um, I'm so grateful. And I hope to do a better job in the future of listening to those messages when they come to me. So Moving forward with magic and mental health, uh, we we have to cope with it, right? Regardless of 
whether you're, I don't even know the word I'm looking for there. I guess it's really important to not beat yourself up about this. Uh, it's so easy, especially if you're prone to depressive episodes, but it's so easy to blame yourself, to think that I make bad choices or um, I'm irresponsible, or why would people want to be around me? I mean, those things just, they come so naturally. So we have to cope. And so some of my coping strategies that I wanted to share with you, um, and one is just allow time to rest. And I think that's particularly important if you're somebody who, like me, is prone to manic episodes, where we have all the energy and we want to do all the things and we're so inspired. Um, is to try and recognize when that's coming. And it's difficult sometimes because sometimes you're just having a good day and you have energy. So you have to really get in tune and journaling can help some people with this to get in tune with your feelings. And when you when I feel myself kind of starting to, it's like a spinning top and then the top starts to wobble. And when I feel that energy, it is time to rest. It doesn't mean you have to take a nap. Maybe it means that you're going to read a book, or maybe it means that you go sit with your back up against an awesome tree that's going to give you support, but to give yourself time to rest. And that can be really challenging in the world that we live in today, where everything is about, you know, you've got to hustle and we all feel like um, we've glorified the act of being busy. And I find that there is glory in the act of doing very little, but doing it with intention. Uh, and being an herbalist, um, I really rely on on herbs um, as allies to help me through these phases. In fact, let me take a sip of my tea. Oh man, that's good. And there are a lot of different herbs that can help a lot of different people. And it's, it's such a personal thing that I'm not going to give you a recipe right now, but here are some herbs that you might want to look into working with if you are in, in, in need. Uh, dandelion is a beautiful cleansing herb. It's um, particularly supportive to the liver. And if you have a hormone imbalance or um, like at PMS time, because a lot of people get um, PMD, um, dandelion is a great job of helping your body because all those hormones go to your liver. So dandelion does a really good job of kind of trying to help your liver flush out all those excess hormones, which can really help. Tulsi uh, is my number one favorite herbal babe. Um, milky oats, um, a milky oat tincture on hand for people who are prone to fatigue and burnout is great. Kava Kava, I just had my first um, meeting with Kava Kava this week, in fact, so I won't go into it at length because I haven't worked with it a lot. Uh, it's disgusting, but really relaxing. Um, and relaxing not in a, it is a sedative, and I have read that um, it can kind of lead you to an altered state, but used responsibly, it can be a wonderful, um, soothing, relaxing friend, uh, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't like zone you out the way that like say cannabis is going to do. Although cannabis can be another really great aid in these times. Um, it's, I use it daily, um, mainly for sleep, but absolutely when, when in my very highs and my very lows, it has been a literal lifesaver for me. Uh, some other, <coughs> I'm so sorry, I'm a little wheezy today. I, I hope you guys aren't hearing that. Uh, another beauty, lemon balm and lemongrass both. Um, lemongrass, not so much, just the, the scent of lemongrass makes me happy, but lemon balm 
is an anti-anxiety. Lemon balm is um, very uplifting to the spirit. Passion flower can be a nice calming friend. Um, St. John's wort is a go-to. I took St. John's wort for years and years and years. Um, I don't take it so much these days because um, I just don't find it tasty in a tea. And I have, um, I used to take all my them in like supplement forms in the pills, um, but I much prefer using teas now. And, you know, valerian root. Valerian can be very sedating and it's a little um, icky. So I prefer to use it in a tincture. But valerian root's another really great go-to for these kinds of, of times. And um, you can also make tinctures like a milky oat tincture, valerian root, or some kind of combination, and then drop those into your teas as well, which is what I did today. And then on the simpler side, um, you know, taking walks, a physical activity, I, I, depending on what your capability level is, physical activity for me can be um, a game changer. Um, and that, so that also includes my yoga practice. Um, walking and yoga are my, my two favorite ways. Um, and especially I find with yoga, because um, for me at least, if I'm not focused and paying attention to the practice of yoga, so it's a mind and body connection. If my mind is not there, I wind up hurting myself, um, which is a really quick wake up call that I need to get my head in the game. So it's a great way to get out of my headspace and feel connected to my body. And that practice really makes me feel connected to my strength and my power and my magic. Uh, spending time in nature, it has been scientifically proven that spending time in nature will lift your spirits. Um, I, gosh, I wrote, a, I think it was a Patreon post recently, and I can't think of the word right now, but Japanese scientists have been studying this for quite some time, and there's a very specific word that they have that is eluding me at the moment, and it's going to kill me, uh, that spending time in nature, just walking through trees, um, there are scientific measurables to prove that that works. And I think that, again, in this, probably not for anybody listening to this podcast, but in our society, we are so removed from nature. And if there is nature in, in our environments, oftentimes it's behind a brick wall or you're not encouraged to touch it. And what is that about? Like We are nature. We are part of that world. And we, we have to plug into that if we want to maintain our sanity. And music, um, for, you know, for me... Um, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and that's fun. But this week I find... I need music. Um, just my favorite music, nothing special. I, it makes all the difference. Um, some music. Let's have some more tea, shall we? Okay, and then again in coping, I was talking earlier about acceptance. We all just have to accept our lot in life. It doesn't mean that uh, we can't strive to be better, we can't grow and change, because I don't think there's any stopping change. You can certainly avoid growing throughout your life and see how that works out for you, but change is inevitable. So we have to accept where we're at. And, um, you know, that guilt isn't helping anybody. And I still do it, don't get me wrong. Like. I'm not judging you if you have guilt. It's so challenging, especially um, like I am a mother and I'm a wife. And when I when something goes haywire in me, it affects everybody around me. But again, you are just dimming your light and your magic and getting in your own way. And we are getting in our own way if we get 
wrapped up in those feelings. So have them, acknowledge them, but don't live there. And again, another really great one I think I mentioned earlier is journaling, Um, you know, write it all down. And if you choose to at the end of the episode, you know, you can burn it to release it. I have done that in the past. I'm kind of lazy and I don't do it as much. Um, Although now that I'm talking about it, perhaps I should, it might help. Okay, and then getting again to um, a more magical angle. Um, goddesses and practices. So I mentioned um, for me, um, Persephone, Demeter, and Hecate really, to me, kind of embody all the good and all the not so good of my disorder. And that's okay. Like, not everything is sunshine and roses. You know, we talk about shadow work, and we talk about, you know, the duality of light and dark. And so I think that to distance myself from this experience that I have, this um, condition, whatever you want to call it, would be doing a disservice to me magically as well. I learn a lot in these uh, moments. But uh, again, I do strive to live in a balanced state. So I thought that maybe we could talk about ways to get that balance back magically. Um cleansing yourself and your space and your spirit is a and when I say self I mean your body so um a lot of people really love ritual baths I do not I prefer a ritual shower but I I do think tomorrow I have plans for Maybon. um you know and Maybon, um that's sidetrack but Maybon being the second harvest and all this abundance like it is a it's a celebration of joy and all the great things in our lives and I think to very consciously walk into that tomorrow would be is going to be a wonderful day to really set healing in motion for me. Um, and so it's going to start with a ritual bath with some charcoal and some Epsom salts and probably some herbs and oils. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, a shower can do the same thing. And you really like when I do that, um, I, some people like to invoke their chakras and like cleansing each chakra and imagining you know, waves that the water is the colors of whatever chakra you're working on. You could also uh, make out a, a, a salt circle if you want to and spend some time meditating in that. I might use black salt um, if we're trying to cleanse out um, any negativity or imbalances in the body. So a black salt circle and then meditating and allowing that black salt to just soak up anything that's coming off of you that's not going to serve you or the people in your lives. Um, chanting is a great thing. And uh, especially if you're in a state where you have a lot of ecstatic energy, chanting and or dancing can really be a useful way to take that kind of frenetic energy that you have and really laser focus it down onto, into healing. Um, and while you're doing that or any of these things, you might choose to invoke a goddess that you feel like is going to help you. So for me, um, I, at this moment, would, um, I would invoke Hecate. Uh, And Hecate herself is a triple goddess. So she kind of embodies all three phases. And it would probably be her crone energy that I would really be trying to pull on right now. And uh, as I'm sitting here staring at my little crone wand that I found today, I think that I may actually use that to pull that energy into myself because that crone energy is so grounding and wise. And that is what I need right now. And in other days, if I were perhaps, um, 
And it depends on what I feel like, I guess, because this, what I'm going through right now uh, is a mixed episode. I might find myself really depressed tomorrow, in which case I might call on the maiden who has a much lighter, hopeful energy. But you might have other goddesses that you would choose to work with, and that's totally fine. Just identify maybe if, if the goddess you're choosing to work with corresponds with the feelings that you're trying to create within yourself, or if she has the capacity to accept the the emotions or the, the attributes of, of your feelings that you don't want to hold on to right now. So just be mindful of that. Another great um, way to kind of navigate through this experience is if you are um, a card reader, if you use oracles or if you use tarot. Sorry, tea time. Then this is a great time to do that. Um, I myself am, I am not a regular card reader. Uh, my brain just will not hold all of the information for tarot. When I do work with tarot, I usually work with just the major. But I was gifted by um, one of my dearest friends this um, oracle deck recently. It is the Hedge Witch's Gu Field Guide um, by, Sh I don't know how to say her name. I think it's Sholo Thompson, S-I-O-L-O -O Thompson. And it is this gorgeous oracle deck with a really cool book, the book that it comes with what I particularly like about it is that it actually talks about the, the plant botanically and then in an oracle sense so just before I came here to chat with y'all today I um I did a one card pull tomorrow I have plans to do something a bit more in depth but I like with oracles um that you, I can pull one card and that card will kind of give me direction or focus or an idea. And so I just asked the deck to help me. That's all I said was help me. And the card that I pulled was the golden poppy, the California poppy. So it's my state flower, which is really cool. Um, and I, I cannot say its scientific name and that, do you want me to try? Sure. Let's try. Escholzia Californica. It is a whole lot of words. Let's just call it a poppy, shall we? I'm not fancy. So I'm going to skip past the botanicals, um, but I wanted to read with you just a little bit about the uh, oracle properties. And so th this card symbolizes the word that she uses is dream. And it says, for hundreds or perhaps thousands of years, this plant has been associated with altered states of consciousness, memory, and pain relief. In a tarot context, one might relate this flower to the moon card, which speaks of dream states, exploring the subconscious, and finding the way through illusions. Now there's much more to that, but then that made me think back to um, the, the swarm of dragonflies that I was surrounded by yesterday. Um, I actually have a dragonfly tattoo on my wrist because dragonflies are um, is actually my, my spirit animal. Um, and for the record, I have a Native American heritage. <laughs> um, but it is a symbol of illusion. The dragon, that's what the dragonfly is. And it's about, you know, you have to see past the illusion to what's really there. And then the word illusion came up here. And, uh, you know, I found, I keep finding butterflies this week, which, um, are really symbolic of change. And I feel like maybe the illusion is getting caught up 
in this negative vision of myself, you know, with this disorder. And that changes the natural cycle of life, which then goes back to my theory that I've had for ages, but I forget when I'm, you know, when we have coping mechanisms or strategies, or we have this great tool belt full of ways to heal ourselves. But when we're in the thick of things, it's so easy to forget. And I feel like all of these things are, are pointing me in the direction that I have the tools that I need. I need to uh, see the forest. You know that saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. You focus too much on the macro, you're not going to see the bigger picture. And so I think I need to step back. And um, so it's, it was a really, I needed it, I guess. It was, it was a welcome message. Um, and okay, so going back, I just wanted to give you a few other options. I know I'm taking up all kinds of your time. Um, candle magic, again, isn't something that I do a whole lot of, but um, it could be a really useful spell. Um, if you do a little something with uh, maybe a black and white candle, so for balance and burn them at the same time to kind of invoke balance back into your life. Or if you have very specialized candles, uh, maybe for grounding or for healing, that might this would be a really lovely time to use those. And I also have a spell. I have used this for years and years and years. Um, and I thought at the, when I first came up with it, I remember thinking that I was so clever. And then uh, years later. A uh, few spins on Pinterest taught me that I was not the first person who thought about this, but that's okay. We don't have to be the first for something to be effective. And so it's my, um, it's a moon water spell for mental health. And it involves um, charging water under a full moon, which we have coming up this weekend. And um, you can plunk a crystal into that water if you would like to, but it's not necessary. So charge it under the full moon and you're going to chant over the water as it's sitting out under the moon. Uh, really, this is a um, super simple chant. You can make up your own if you don't like this. North, south, east, west, mother moon, you know what's best. Fill this jar with your light so all in me may be set right. And just over and over and over again until you feel like enough intention has been put into the water and then let it do its thing under the moon. Then you're going to bring that in and you'll need it to be a fairly large jar because every day for the next moon cycle, so for the next month, you're going to drink a small amount of this water and you're going to be taking that beautiful, calming, soothing, wise moon energy into your body. And all that intention that you put in asking the moon for healing and for help is going to come into your body every single day. And then after you drink it, just remember to say thank you, Mother Moon, or some kind of gratitude to the moon for her help. I know it's it sounds uh, simplistic, but it is, in my experience, has been highly effective. And, and that's, I guess, um, kind of where I'm at with this topic of um, magic and mental health. I think everything comes down, I think, to intention and awareness and uh, being kind to ourselves. And remember also, if you are somebody who is in, you have, um, you know, borderline personality disorder, you have bipolar disorder, you have, uh, you might just have be prone to depression, whatever that is, as grueling as this is to go through, this is also what gives us the ability to tap in to 
the universe or the goddess or nature or whatever you want to call it. It is our key. And I think I wouldn't change it if I could. We can just navigate it as best we can and accept the gifts that come to us and um, be humbled by the experience. So I, I wish you well and happy and I thank you for listening. I don't, I hope you got something out of this. I, I appreciate you being here with me and I hope to be back very soon with another podcast and happy Maybon if you're catching this um, this weekend. I hope you have a wonderful time celebrating our second harvest. And now I'm very, very tired and I'm going to go rest. So be well, friends. Love ya.